Hi, my name is Agile, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and I believe you should too. Just go to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listener to this episode 42 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. We're the answer to life, the meaning, and everything. You're right, it is. Yes, <laughs> Thank it you, is. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, episode Woo-hoo. 42. Woo. <laughs> We're recording live from Millie Ways, the restaurant at the end of the universe. No, we are not. <laughs> I'm John. Joining me, as always, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And, of course, George is here. Yes, sir. How's it going, everybody? We have got some great stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about the latest superhero film from Marvel, some new wearable tech from Samsung, and one of us is about to build a new power computer and looking for some input from the fourth listeners. Wow. But before we get nice. to that... Well, speaking of fourth listeners, my favorite part of the show, as you all know, George likes to think it's me talking to him, but it's actually it is <laughs> hearing from our fourth listeners. <laughs> I'm not believing that at all. I know it's you talking to me. Okay, uh, you're right. I love you so much. That's right. <laughs> you tell him, baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I need to play some violin music or something. I know, that's background. a good turn. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird spot. Some Billy Joel Italian restaurant. <laughs> oh, get your hand off my knee, George. Okay. First, if, <laughs> where do you want me to put it? I'm getting uncomfortable here, guys. Can we move on? <laughs> first, this is a two-man podcast now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here. The first bit of feedback we got was from fourth listener Andy, who wrote me on Facebook. And he just had a quick note. He dropped us a line and said, just listening and laughing while listening to your podcast Great rapport. That was nice of Andy. Nice. Oh, yeah. thank, you, Andy. thank you, Andy. Thank you so much. Appreciate you listening. A second one we have from another fourth listener, Rick, who has written the show before. Big uh, friend of the show, big fan. He follows oh, us yeah. on Facebook all the time. And he sent us an email that said, quick thanks. And Rick says, a serious thought that I wanted to share. Uh-oh. Not sure if I've mentioned this before, but I wanted to thank you for making my physical therapy on Thursdays bearable. Wow. You guys in my ear make a rough part of my day go by a little lighter and easier. So thanks. Wow. That's awesome. That's so we fantastic. actually relieve pain? We're therapeutic. I, I thought we just caused pain, personally. But. <laughs> I don't think we're relieving. I think we're a distraction from the pain. I'm sure we're causing our own type of pain. Oh, okay. It's, it's like watching a terrible movie, just like, oh my God, I can't believe how yeah. bad this is. Meanwhile, they're like, doing open heart surgery. But you. yeah, you, you forgot that the rent is late, at least while you're doing it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's, it's great to hear, though. It does really, really heartwarming. And thanks, Rick, for writing in. He follows up to say, I don't suppose I could talk you into three times a week, smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm already recording like six podcasts over this weekend. Yep. And uh, he says, all right, enough of that. Back to the fun, Rick. Nice. That's Aww. fantastic. Thanks. So a big thanks to both Andy and Rick for writing in. We sure appreciate it. If you, fourth listener, would like to write into the show, you have something you want to say, compliment, complaint, correction, criticism, we're open. We'd love to read it on the show. <laughs> Hit us up at podcast <laughs> at genxgrownup.com and we will sure as heck read it and follow up. So basically you're saying we're looking for any human contact. <laughs> I'm very desperate for human contact. That's correct. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I thought you told me to take my hand off your knee. <laughs> a, a different type, different type. Okay. <laughs> I say it's time then to get into the show. See this? It's Platter's Potato Chips. So now there's two stackable potato chips in town. We asked people who tasted both, which one tastes better? Platter's tastes better. It's just good. I can't explain it to you. you got to taste it. And you got to try it and you got to experience it before you understand what I'm talking about. 
Let's kick off the ball then with uh, what we're looking at in media. We're talking uh, movies and uh, TV shows and music and whatever it might be. And Mo, you have a big one right off the oh, top yeah. that you want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Let's I mean, go. it's been the buzz since uh, the last Avengers movie, right? This Captain I Marvel. Think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. It was funny because I only intended to see it once, but I wound up seeing it twice. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> what happened? Well, it just came out. <laughs> I know. Well, here's the story is I bought tickets because I was just, I promised my daughter I'd take her to go see it. So I got right. the tickets for that. And then the Thursday night when it came out, a nameless person named John. A nameless person me. named John? How do yeah. you have a nameless person named John? Oh, he's not really nameless then. Okay. Oh, okay. I won't mention <laughs> names, but John sends me a text like, hey, we're all going to the movies tonight to go see the, you know, the midnight pre- or the late night premiere. And like I'm like, 1030 oh. on Thursday. Late, late, late. Right. Yeah. And, and the worst part was I had just joined the AMC movie club thing. So it wouldn't cost oh, me anything. You had the three tickets, right? Yeah. So I was like. All right. So the, the only excuse you had for not going was not caving to peer pressure, and you couldn't do that. You had to cave. I, I had to cave to peer pressure. You know <laughs> me. I have to say, I'm happy I saw it twice. I enjoyed it both times. Good. Yeah. I mean, it's been getting some good reviews out there. There's some Rotten Tomato stuff been going on. As a matter of fact, one of the other podcasts that I listened to talked about how there's been some controversy with Rotten Tomatoes and the scoring of Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah. People coming out before they've seen the movie and saying mm-hmm. bad things just because yep. of the whole controversy over the celebrity. Yeah. Well, but I'm glad that it was good. I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. So no spoilers because the movie just came out. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But I will say that the movie does a really good job of tying together all the movies. Really? Okay. The whole long story, it does a really nice job of tying it all together. For being a prequel, yeah, it was surprising that it it went back and touched on a few little things. It's not like a big, here's the no. history of everything you know, right? Like, no, no, no. Like the solo movie not was. Like a solo, right? <laughs> no. It was more of a, hey, you know those things you have always kind of known about? How'd you like to see them 20 years, 30 years beforehand. Not bad. It's pretty cool. Does it feel like it's a good jumping off point for the next generation of Marvel films? Because that's what I've been told it's supposed to be. I mean, Endgame is also that, you know, Endgame is the end, but this is kind Mm -hmm. of supposed to be the bridge to the next Marvel MCU generation stuff. Um, you know, I'm not sure, I guess, because it's, it's just new. And I guess she's only going to be in one Avengers movie with the old cast. It sounds like, right? Right. Because yeah. then the old cast is leaving after that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> not the whole old cast, but a, a lot of people are of phasing yeah. out. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie I thought had some really good funny parts in it. It had a twist I wasn't expecting in it which I was very surprised about, which I was like, wow, I have a specific cool. question for you, Mo. Since you've seen it twice and I've seen it once. Yes. A, a criticism that I had of the film, seeing it for the first time, again, no spoilers, of course, is that the first maybe 15 to 20 minutes of the film are very disjointed and confusing. And in fact, I, I, at that point, I'm thinking to myself, if the whole movie is like this, I'm not going to like this movie. And then it like evened out. And I understand now kind of why it was like that. But on a second viewing, first, did you have the same impression? Oh, yeah. It, the beginning was definitely confusing because you're like wondering why is this person here and then there but yeah it's a second viewing I have to say it definitely it was a lot easier to watch the second time because I, I understood where it was coming from you knew where it was going you knew what they were doing okay so it, that's it's all fit, it fit in my head perfectly where it should go that was really my only criticism of it it sounds as though this might be a movie that's more geared toward comic book faithful then is it something that if you knew the history of Miss Marvel Captain Marvel you might have enjoyed those first 10 or 15 minutes a little bit more no, because really. you had some historical background in the comics or 
or no no matter of fact they kind of broke away a little bit from the comic oh okay but no i wouldn't say that it was i, th- I think it was just the way that i mean obviously you know it's in the past and then they have to who is she her identity you know that kind of stuff so it made it a little disjointed okay but it, but it does make sense at then when you get to it in the movie and yeah, not being a comic book fan as you know i mean I, I enjoy them but i'm not like deep into them from a film fan i understand after a second watching i'll be very delicate here and make sure i don't yeah misspeak <laughs> and say anything she is very confused about her identity and the editing of that first 20 minutes is as confusing. So I think they're trying to put you in her shoes. You're as confused oh, as she is okay. about what's going on. That's why it made more sense to me later when now I know that she was confused about her identity when it all shook right. out. So it's kind of like Memento, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you're right. just as confused as the protagonist was, but they edited the movie to make you that confused. So you went along for the same ride. So I get it. Gotcha. So I know people were kind of there's some controversy over Brie Larson being the main character in this. Was there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought she did an amazing job. I thought she was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she yeah, was there were the people who person. didn't appreciate her casting when it was first announced, especially in the comic book world. Some people felt she plays a little young on TV and that might not play well to the character. But to me, everything I saw in the previews looked like she was going to handle it well. Oh, it looked did. great to me. Yeah, she she had the gravitas necessary to be that kind of a new cornerstone, I think, for the Marvel Universe. So didn't bother me at all. I think she was great. Yeah, for sure. So that's so that's exciting stuff. I know, George, you haven't seen it yet. I have not. So what have you been watching lately? Well, lately I've been watching and listening, which now generally you watch a TV show and you listen to it, but I've been li- yeah. watching and listening to a TV show as well as its companion podcast, oh, which cool. is a little bit different for me. I mean, I'm just getting into the podcast stuff. I mean, we record our own podcast and we've done 40, 50, 60, 100 million of these things. I don't know at this point. <laughs> but before we started, you admitted that you were not big. I was you were not, not a podcast Not, not big. You were not into podcasts at all, at really, all. right? Right. No, okay. I had... I could have probably counted on one finger and had one finger left over how many podcasts I had listened to before we started doing this. So podcast. indoctrination by fire for you. Pretty much. There's a really cool little TV show. It just ended recently on TNT called I Am The Night. I Am The Night is essentially a historical docudrama look, almost not really docudrama, but drama, historical, whatever you want to call it. Look at a possible suspect in the Black Dahlia murder of the Los Angeles era. I think it was 1940. Like 46 or something something like that. that. Elizabeth Short was murdered. Her body was posed in a horrific way on the side of a street in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. That murder has still to this day never been officially solved. Oh, really? I didn't know that. No. I thought they had solved it. Okay. No, there's tons of controversy as to who might have done it, but it's never been solved. This story talks mainly about the Hodel family. And George Hodel was a prominent doctor in Los Angeles at the time and slight nutball. Well, I should say slight (laughs) in that. Yeah, no, he's freaking crazy. Anyway, there's this young girl who comes from Nevada that she believes she's of mixed race, which is very controversial during that time period. She finds out that George Hodel is her grandfather and she wants to come meet her family, you know, to kind of reconnect with her birth family, Mm -hmm. so to speak, Mm -hmm. because it turns out the lady who's been raising her is just her adoptive mother. She ends up in Los Angeles. All kinds of weirdness ensues. They lean this story heavily toward the fact that George Hodel committed this murder. Not only this murder, but several other murders. The man's a total psychopath. So they're making the assumption in this docudrama that he is guilty? Yes, correct. It is based off of the Hodel family themselves. One really interesting note that they talk about during the podcast, which is a companion to this show, 
George Hodel's son later on becomes a Los Angeles police detective, investigates the Black Dahlia murders and determines himself that his father committed the murder. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, like wow. 20 years wow. later, he unders all this evidence. He talks to all these people and everything because, you know, in the 40s, they don't have the same stuff that they had later on. Or forensic uh, evidence kind of thing. Is that what you mean? Not just forensic, but just the investigative techniques have developed and gotten better over time. It's not let me bash you in the mouth until you admit that you did this that I think <laughs> right. you did. You know, he uses real investigative techniques. Yeah. He <laughs> believes that he did. The podcast is actually hosted by the two great granddaughters of George Hodel and talk to all their relatives and the Hodel family and other people from outside. It's really crazy and it's creepy and it's a unique spin on this whole Here's a historical thing that we're going to present to you. But then they throw these podcasts in that have real recordings from the family. Oh, and wow. Yeah. So this this could really be like a good. gateway drug for you because like you're you're more interested in like the fiction stuff. Mm-hmm. So I Am the Night is kind of fictionalized, roughly. It is. Yep. And now there's this true crime aspect of it. You're getting sucked into that now. <laughs> you're a big true crime guy. I never have been. That's not really oh, been yeah, my yeah. thing. But I love that whole noir 40s LA scene kind of stuff. And this, mm-hmm. I've always been interested in the Black Dahlia murder. I've studied it and read all the stuff I could on it. This show huh, really- That's not creepy. No. Well, <laughs> well I'm no, not it's, gonna, it's interesting I'm not studying stuff, it yeah. for- No, I know, I know. I know or anything, it's, right, it's he's not a copycat. He's just creative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is the podcast created by the same producers as the show or- or it's just kind of like a follow-on thing that's generated by these people that are related to the case. It's sponsored by TNT. Oh, okay. So right. I think they have some hands in it. It's very well produced, very well done. They even found a cache of old audio tapes of George Hodel's daughter, and also George Hodel got his daughter pregnant. And oh, hello. So his granddaughter is also his daughter. Yikes. Uh, like I oh told you, God. the guy's completely creepy and weird that's, and that nutsoid. Is, that's definitely creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Oh my God. Now, is this show still running or is it bingeable no. or where'd you find it? Where can you watch it? It just ended. It was on TNT. So you're going to have to pick it up on on demand or something like that. Okay. But it was like six episodes or eight episodes, something like that on oh, TV. And then there's probably eight or nine podcast episodes. Do the podcasts go with the episodes on the TV or could they no. use them anytime or? You can listen to them anytime. That's what I love about the fact I didn't find the podcast until like halfway through the TV series. Okay. Because they don't really make a big deal of it in the TV show, which I find kind of odd. You're producing this other thing. Why not draw attention to it during your breaks? They don't really. I just happened to find it during like, they mentioned it during one commercial break. And I was like, oh. So even though it's a companion podcast, it's not Mm -hmm. like Talking Dead or After Trek. It's not an episode that talks about that episode. Exactly. They give you further information that you didn't find out in the show and more unique looks at the whole world and the environment. It's really good. I have to add that to my list. Yeah, you're not kidding. Jeez. All right. Well, if you're going to add that to your list, what am I going to add to my list from you, John? I finally got around to seeing the uh, sequel to a film that I really didn't expect to like in 2017. Back in 2017, I enjoyed Happy Death Day. Okay. <laughs> kind of positioned itself as a horror film and wasn't. Just <laughs> beginning of this year, Happy Death Day to You came out, 2019. Wow. Oh, clever. That's a unique way of giving a sequel title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happy Death Day to You. It's like the number two. It's like Prince wrote it. The number 
two and the letter U, you know. <laughs> so Happy Death Day was not the film I thought it would be, as I mentioned. It looked like horror, but it really was like this weird 85% Groundhog Day and 15% horror because this, yeah. this girl oh, yeah, keeps okay. dying over and about over. And each time she's killed by this killer, she wakes up again in this guy's dorm room and does the walk of shame back to her dorm and has to figure out and reconvince people what's going on. Happy Death Day to you. I was looking forward to it more so than the first one because I loved the first one. It's even less horror than the first one. I would say now it's like 70% uh, Groundhog Day and 30% sci-fi time travel feature. Oh, geez, really? <laughs> So anybody who's avoiding it because they're like, well, I'm not a big horror fan. No, no, no. That's a whole different a whole different genre than it actually looks like it is. You know, the poster is like a big knife jabbed into a cake yeah. or something. Forget about the horror aspect. Oh, that sounds like April Fool's Day kind of artwork. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it reminds you of that quite a bit. It has, it, In fact, the whole tone of the movie has a kind of like a 90s movie vibe, I feel like. Okay. And the neat thing about the first one, you don't know why she's in this kind of loop in time and every time she dies, she comes back. What you find out in the second one is there's a scientific reason for it and it has to do with one of the people she met in the first movie and he's actually like this physics student who is performing some weird experiments in the lab and that's affecting people uh, in the real world, including okay. her. Yeah. So they had a plan from the first movie or do you think they just capitalized on something that they lucked into from the first film? Hmm. I have I the think, feeling. I, I think they capitalized on the luck aspect. I do I too. Know. I think they never expected it to do that well and they're exactly. like, hey, we need to find a way to make <laughs> a cool sequel and they did they found a cool way to make a cool sequel out of it i mean i'd be surprised if they thought that far ahead but you well, know because that's kind of like, like the george saw lucas you know thing, writing right? the whole, yeah right the saw I mean, yeah the saw the saw they didn't wound expect up and, to do a second one and then they said oh crap this made a ton of money we got to figure out how to get into number two and so that's why all the time jumping weirdness that happens in saw yeah yeah, yeah. Well, this is definitely some time jumping weirdness and plus it has some parallel universe stuff going on oh geez they really expand in this one and it, it, it's a thinker <laughs> You got to like, what the hell's going on? Are you got to pay attention. Kaiju in this universe? Has this got a Cloverville tag on the end of it? No, no, no giant no. monsters. No, no giant <laughs> robots to fight them or anything like that. No. And so, was it aliens that you could defeat with water? No, it was right. not. So you're, you're <laughs> okay. safe there. You're safe. Okay, just making sure. It sounds like it might be fun, though. I might have to go back and yeah. watch the first one and the second one. Anyone who enjoys, you know, creative cinema, maybe calling this cinema is a stretch just in the kind of broader sense. It's popcorn fun, but it's fun. The first yeah. one never expected to be good. The second one followed up well, and they have plans for a third one to make it a trilogy. I can't wait to see what they do with that. So uh, I would say stay tuned to see what they do with the Happy Death Day franchise because uh, it's shaped. <laughs> Up three powerful. <laughs> Happy birthday, three U. Three, no, it's going to be D. through you. It'll be three D. It'll be through. They're all three D now. Everything's three yeah, D for God's sake. Right. The third <laughs> one's always got to be three D in the horror franchises. Yeah, it's like Jaws three D. Of course, you have to. Yep. Friday the Thirteenth three D. Halloween three D. Yep. Maybe they'll stay with the trend. <laughs> From all over the neighborhood, adventure team members and equipment arrive for the opening of GI Joe headquarters. GI Joe Adventure Team headquarters. GI Joes and ATVs sold separately. Could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are gonna keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put anywhere you need them. No fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The quad hands was designed to help you do your best work 
work. It's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code GENXUP20, that's G-E-N-X-U-P-2-0. For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. <sighs> Guys, I am again Damn. in a tech toy desert. I have <laughs> that sounded really new. depressed and sad. It, it, it was that, was the, that was the intent. This is That's not how a he feels. <laughs> it's shameful to have no cool tech. I, oh I don't goodness. have any cool tech, so my only hope is to live vicariously through you guys, so I'm hoping you have something good to share with me. So, John, I'm counting on you. What do you got? I got you covered, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> I teased in our last episode that I was looking forward to getting my new Galaxy S10 Plus cell phone. I had skipped the S9 and the S10 was looking really cool and I got it. Oh, so you're just ticking off one of those things so you don't have to do it in that looking back, looking forward episode we're going to do next year again. You know, that's not why I'm doing it. That it's is just exactly a happy side effect that I am buttoning up <laughs> that looking back and looking forward. All it's going to be is, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. <laughs> and then when we get into December, when was that last week? Okay, I kind of remember that. Maybe halfway. Never saw it. So tell us about this Galaxy. <laughs> so the Galaxy S10 Plus, everybody and their brother is covering this phone. It is the hugest clickbait thing on YouTube. Everybody has any kind of affiliation with tech at all. Everybody got their demo units. And I could talk a lot about it. I like it. The cameras are great. It has better image stabilization than my old phone does. I mean, it's almost like having a gimbal in your hand without having a gimbal. It's pretty awesome. Wow. Okay. And while I could talk about the phone forever, what I actually would like to talk about is something I didn't expect to care about. And that's the Samsung Buds that came along for free with my new oh, phone. Oh, those little wireless, like the iPhone yeah. thingies. Yep, yep, exactly. Now, I know that we love to pick on Mo for being an Apple boy. Yeah. yeah he right, loves yeah, his yeah. Apple yeah. tech, his iPhone. And I have forever thought people with those little Apple Q-tips sticking out of their ears, the ear pods <laughs> or whatever <laughs> right? they're called, yeah. <laughs> goofy as hell. I agree. And I still agree. They still look goofy as hell. They still look stupid, yeah. But because this is kind of Samsung's response to those, I expected to not really care about these. But they came for free when you bought pre-ordered the phone. It's like $130 value. And so essentially it was 130 bucks off the phone with another piece of cool tech in the box, which I, I'll, I'll take it. I'll try it. And I was unexpectedly thrilled with these little fully wireless wow. earbuds. Really? They're that good? Yeah. Yeah. So the little case is a charging battery in and of itself. And mm. it's maybe, I don't know, maybe the size of maybe half a stick of bubble yum. It's really little. Oh, wow. Okay. You flip it open and the buds are in there magnetically. You take them out and put them in your ear. They're much less obtrusive looking than those stick out of your ear Q-tip oh, things Oh, so they don't Apple. have the little dongle part that hangs off they the... They don't. Okay. Right. They go fully in your ear and they stay in there. You can shake your head furiously and they don't come popping out. And the exterior of these buds both have touch surfaces on them. What? Yeah. So if I... if you, you One touch does something, two taps does something, three taps does something. A long press can do something else entirely. They're noise canceling. You can program it so a long press in one ear turns on the ambient noise. You can hear voices around you. It is just astounding wow. how good they sound. Seven hours of battery life. Huh. Plus, okay. yeah, that's, you that's put them crazy. in the case, you get seven more from the case if it's charged. Didn't you say something about you can charge them on the back of the phone too? 
That's right. The S10 Plus has this power share. You flip your new phone over and you put them on the back of it and boop, boop, it's charging your earbuds too. Can you do that like in your pocket? Can you put the phone in your pocket, put the earbud case thing or whatever in your pocket no, and charge it no, that No, not way? really because it has to sit, like any Qi charger, it has to sit pretty squarely right on the spot where the charger uh, wires are. I didn't know if they are. were magnetic because you talked about magnetic stuff. I didn't know no, if they No, no, not quite. You pretty much to have to phone. set it on a table to do that, but it's a cool feature to have. Yeah. For me, it was extra fun. Like I talked about Happy Death Day, the first one in 2017 was better than I expected. And it's, it was a bonus. This is like that. Like I didn't expect to care about these. I thought I would try them and go, yeah, eBay. Oh no, no, no. I, in fact, I think if I lost these today, I'd go shopping for another pair. I've wow. already oh, wow. kind of ingrained <laughs> them into my ecosystem and they're small enough. They're no bigger than the key fob for my car. So they go in my pocket with my key fob. So I always have really good earphones in my pocket that I can throw in and immediately, and they know when they're in your ear. If you take them both out, they immediately pause the music because they know proximity wise, they're not in your ear anymore. Huh. So smart. Are they Bluetooth? Like if you weren't using them with the Galaxy S10, could you use them with another device or are they exclusive to the Galaxy S10? They are completely compatible with, now I can't speak to the, how they would work with an iPhone if they have all the same features, but as far as Bluetooth earbuds, they would work with Apple or anything that handles Bluetooth earbuds. Oh, you bet. okay. All right. Do you know how much they go for with the, like, for the people discount they gave for? you was exactly what they're still going for, like 130 bucks. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. How much are the iPhone earbud thingies? Weren't they like a hundred dollars or something? Yeah. I think they're, they're about, more, like 150 or something. They're around there, maybe a little more. Ooh. Wow. Okay. So not only, I mean, for my money, these are better design-wise, but still, they cost less, so win-win. almost <laughs> makes me wish I was an early adopter. You know almost. what? <laughs> now you don't have to be, because I already did it for you. Well, yeah, but <laughs> unless you're going to give them to me, I kind of got to wait now. Yeah, well, you know, if you buy a new phone, you may, and I think the, the pre-order on that's not around anymore, so you actually have right, to Right, yeah, because they're already out. You've already got yours, so I'm sure that's pre-order right. is over. I see what you mean. Early adopter would have really gotten you some cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, at least it wasn't a risk. <laughs> 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 All right. So George, you don't have new tech yet, but you're looking to get some new tech, right? I am looking to get some new tech. I, I need quite a bit of help. I don't want it from Mo. I do not want the help from John. I'm tired of owing you guys favors and everything. <laughs> this time I would like the help of our fourth listener. I need some help. Uh, okay. I really want to build a new desktop PC. I want to build it from scratch. It's been about 10, maybe 15 years since I built a you sure PC you desktop. You don't want to talk to John about this? I do not want to talk to John about this. He's I really sick of hearing from me about this. Every time it's like, ooh, look at these new earbuds. Let me talk to you about this. No, I just want to, the help from our genuine fans, the fourth listeners of Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I've got an Alienware laptop, the M17 from probably five, six years ago. It's a good, solid laptop. There's nothing wrong with it. I bought it thinking, oh, this will be a portable desktop. Let me tell you, it's not very portable. That thing is yeah, heavy as hell. It, it's a beast. Yeah, it's, it's a, a brick. Beast. It's definitely a desktop, but because it's not really in the desktop form factor, it has a lot of limitations. I can't easily add cards in and out of it. I can't easily upgrade it or anything like that. If I do use it a laptop, it's got some screen problems now that it's a little bit older, so I'm going to have to spend some money to get that repaired. But before I get into doing anything to this laptop, I said, you know what? I just want to build a new desktop. So here's my criteria. I need to be able to edit videos mm-hmm. like high definition videos for our YouTube channel. I need to be able to handle the top end games that are out because I play on Steam all the time. So I don't want to skimp on any of that stuff. I want to be able to load the game and not have to go, let me turn this setting off and let me turn that setting off and see yeah. if it played. No, I want to just everything on balls to the wall, play any game I want. Yeah, got it. I have three monitors 
in my office. So I want to be able to hook up all three monitors individually. So I need it to be able to handle those three criteria, heavy mm-hmm. video editing, play video games like crazy and handle three monitors. That's it. And money is no object, right? I really don't care. Yeah, money. <laughs> it, I don't care. I'll just stop buying comic books for a week. And I'll have plenty. Wow, for a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a habit. If right. comic books for a week will buy your new PC. Yeah. <laughs> so I need help from the fourth listeners. I know John and Mo could, oh, go here, go to Newegg this and go click that and let me send you this link here. I have plenty of technical skills. I can put the PC together. I don't care if I've got to build it from motherboard adding the CPU on up or if it's a composite piece already done. I don't care. I just need some help in knowing which way to go because like I said, it's been 15 years since I built one and I'm a little bit out of touch with what the best processors are, who makes the best memory, all that kind of stuff. So well, if you I guys want to help you now, you, you diss me. I don't even want to help you. Help I don't you. want you to help me. I don't care. <laughs> I got fourth listeners. They're going to take care of me. They're way better than me anyway. See, I told you they're the favorite part of the show. I keep I know. telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys can write in to podcast at genxgrownup.com, title in the subject put George needs help. Wait, you may be more wait, specific wait. than that. We get no. a lot of those, George. Yeah, we have so well, many emails that say George needs help. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to differentiate, George needs PC help, maybe. There we go. Okay, yeah, there we go. That's, that's better. <laughs> Send those in. Hopefully, I'll get enough responses before we record our next general podcast that I'll be able to have some ideas of where I want to go forward, and I'll be able to share those in the next podcast, and maybe I'll need to ask a couple of more questions, and you guys can respond back. I want to make this a whole big thing so that that way I can keep the podcast listeners up to date. They can see where I'm at. I'll take pictures. We'll put them up on Instagram, all that kind of stuff. And right, I think it'll sweet. be fun. It'll be like the fourth listeners are helping me to build a PC. They're playing along from home. And just don't tell my <laughs> wife because I don't know where the money's going to come Oh, no, from. we know. We know. Yeah, we yeah, buy yeah, stuff. We know. That's a given. <laughs> we'll That's keep given. it on the DL. Don't worry, yeah. George. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Suzanne. What are you doing? I'm eating Skittles fruit chews. I crunch the outsides and chew the insides. They feel real good in my mouth. Yeah, they taste all fruity. I love the colors. Lemon, orange, brown, strawberry, lime, purple. Give me an orange one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the Gen X Grown Ups Game Segment. This segment of the show is sponsored by the new Dumbo film from Walt Disney World. (laughs) Wow. Damn it. <laughs> All Just, right, fine, John. What do you want to talk about in games then? I ain't going to say nothing. Oh, you are what you find out what I'm going to talk about. Just you okay. wait. <laughs> Just I wait. You're going to entice me, are you? I will. That's right. Is my hand going back on your knee? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Whole different kind of enticement. We're recording this podcast on Saturday afternoon. Usually we record on Saturday morning. And the reason for that is because we have been at a convention here in Jacksonville. Yeah. Now, the last few weeks, we have been on a convention tour. Uh, we've been all over North Florida to different shows. We went to Pentacon. Yep. Went to Infinity Con, Lake City. Great experiences. And uh, another one that came up reminds me of several cons we've gone to before. So honestly, I was not expecting this con to be as good as it was. Woohoo! Way to sell it. And I don't mind saying that because of how great it turned out. 
Yeah. Really? I agree. We spent the morning here at the Retro Jacks Expo here in Jacksonville, Florida. I know ah. Mo and I are here. George, you are clear over in Tallahassee. So after all the traveling and stuff, you didn't yeah, want to travel out. again. Yeah, fair enough. This used to be, there used to be a show here in Jacksonville some years ago called the Jacksonville Arcade Expo. Yeah, which we went to. Yeah. yeah. And it was fun. It was like a baby version of either like Free Play Florida or the South Florida Gaming Expo, where they bring in a bunch of pinball and arcade machines and you can play them on Free Play. Yay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and that's not been around for a while, but there's been a void. And this is a, wow, did they blow this thing up? It yeah. is a combination of like retro toy show, comic book show, big dealer's toy room, and an enormous enormous free play arcade. Really? Yeah. And the guy doing it now, uh, we talked with him and we have a video on YouTube. We get this all uh, edited together. One of the things he really wanted a large enough space where he could bring in tons of games and not cram them together so you could appreciate the side art, the design mm-hmm. on it, the original work on it, and people could stand around a game with you. Without oh, like that's crowding nice. each other. Yeah. There are very few games that do not have about a foot between them. And there are zero pinball machines that have a pinball neck to them so you can see all the gorgeous artwork. Oh, okay. You can stand there and watch people play easily. This is like if you combined the scope of a South Florida gaming expo with the kind of fan friendliness and vendor friendliness of Infinity Con and amped it up about 20% in size, I was blown away by wow. what RetroJax had to offer. Man, because I love SFGE. We've I gone know. several years now. You're saying that this rivals SFGE now? In a very different way. In a very different yeah. way, I would say. I mean, they have a lot of the same key features. They have a board game floor where you can go up and hand them your ID though. and get a board game and sit down and play. They have, you can still play an Atari 2600. You can play, a, I found an Atari 400 computer that I played. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I got video of uh, two guys playing Pong, which is Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Oh, and let me tell you the dealer's room. I walked in and the first table I saw, <laughs> they had a $6 million man. They had a Mascatron in the box. They had a bunch of uh, Masters of the Universe. They had a uh, Castle Grayskull open sitting out there. I'm like, oh my God, where wow. have I walked into? Well, I mean, you know, Jacksonville is has some pretty good toy conventions, so that part doesn't surprise me. But the fact that they combined it so seamlessly with the arcade expo stuff, that's really cool. I asked, I got there a little after John, so I asked him, I said, so how's the dealer area? And he's like, Bring cash. I did tell him <laughs> that. Yeah, I said bring cash. And the thing was that, like, you know, I mean, after you've been to these conventions, all the stuff kind of looks the same after a while. You know, there's really not much difference between what you can buy at one convention than another. We talked about that, George. Yes, Walking through conventions, everything yeah. is samey. Right, yeah. Walking through this dealer's room, I had a bunch of, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I had a bunch of those moments. Nice. So I spent about a hundred bucks. Wow. Mo, you Today. got off easy. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll talk about <laughs> yours later. You got off real easy. But the thing was that they had like, a guy was saying like old magazines and everyone knows like I'm a big Blade Runner fan. Yep. And they had the original Starlog magazine from that year. Really? We're featuring Blade Runner. Nice. Yep. And it had right, articles of read through this. And it's like, I sent John, they had an article about the greatest American hero in there. Yep. I, was like, yep. <laughs> I was like, wow. So I bought that. I bought a, a signed copy of the book Alien, the original hardback of it. Yeah. And I know we're in the games segment, so let's talk a little bit about the games, which is oh. what this convention is all about. More arcade machines here, maybe, maybe even than South Florida Gaming Expo. Really? I would yeah. argue definitely, definitely more pinball and 
maybe five Galagas, George. You never five have to wait Galagas? in line. Galagas? Ah, shit. Five Galagas? I can't believe I didn't go. Damn it. I'm so, I feel so bad for you that it didn't go. There's about 250 machines, I think he said. Yeah. Wow, That I think that's more than SFGE because SFGE, I think they maybe do 100 to 120 video games and maybe 30 pinball, maybe 40 pinball, something <sighs> well, like 10 that. 10 minutes after I walked in this place, I'm like, I feel so bad for George that he didn't make it here and he definitely Damn have to make it. it next time. It's really, really. Yeah, I'm really... going next year then. That's a, oh, it yeah. It sounds like yeah. we need to have a table next year from what I'm understanding. I think I mean, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I could park there for three days easily. Oh, absolutely. We could. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially yeah. it's only two day convention, though. So that's going to be interesting. Well, yeah, they do a Friday night, too, I think, don't they? Oh, did they yeah. do a Friday night? I didn't yeah, know. Friday, Friday night, night yeah. and a Saturday, Sunday. And today it runs till 11. So when we're done reporting the podcast, I very well could be driving back over there. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, yeah, especially actually, because it's two. in town, you get to sleep in your own bed. So that's great yes. for you guys. I mean, I would be traveling, yeah. but I can understand it's a huge win for you guys. Oh, yeah. Another thing I really love about this this convention is how it's laid out. I know if, I don't know if it's going to stay in this venue, but it's in this uh, what Morocco temple shrine, yeah. shriner thing, whatever. Okay. And it's a multi-tiered ballroom. It's not like a big flat piece of concrete. There may be like, like three levels. Area. Yeah, like yeah. a stage area. There's a sunken area. Like maybe this is like tiers where you put chairs up or something. I don't know exactly how. And it's a little bit like a maze. So unlike if you go to like any other kind of free play thing and you, you walk up and down the aisle and you see all the games. Right. And then you go to the dealer's room. Like I've kind of seen it all. I mean, I I walked around there for about four hours this morning. And right before I left, I'm walking along and I did a double take. I'm like, oh, they have a Bosconian. I didn't see it because it's it's laid out. Again, it's not just a line of utility. It's laid out a very open, freeform kind of thing. It encourages people to stand around and see stuff. And it, as a free play arcade expo experience, maybe maybe the best one I have ever been at in terms of purely respecting and honoring the games. And the other thing too is that all the games worked well. All the ones I played anyway. Mm -hmm. Like I had no issues except for John the knob coming out. I had a joystick pop off a Donkey Kong Jr. And I screwed (laughs) it back on while I was playing and didn't miss a lick. (laughs) (laughs) Still got the high score. Yep, that's right. And the pinball, like, you know, at (sighs) Southern Frank Gaming Expo, it was almost, it was really hard to even get to play some of these games because there's so many people. There are a ton of people at SFG. Yeah. And for the number of games here the ratio between games and people was a lot it, like you may have to wait like one or two rounds and you can play yeah there's something about having a quarter of a thousand machines there that really lightens up the load on the lines you have to wait in that's nice <laughs> and, i mean and playing like the good machines too i mean like the, they had like all the latest pinball machines were there i'm like a huge pinball enthusiast or anything but obviously a lot of people there were <laughs> well there's a bit of a pinball revival going on right now so yeah that makes sense and then when the guys came up with me and john were playing and gave us all the tips for this one pinball machine that we're yeah, shoot playing. it here push that button go yeah, that do ramp. This, do that he, he knew it well <laughs> oh yeah he's obviously played that game more than once but again like john said i can't i can't recommend going to this thing enough Man. yeah I, I hope they continue with it i had an interview with the guy that we'll have in our video we post on youtube and i asked him specifically you know how's it going do you think you're gonna do more you know he said there is a void all the proceeds for this by the way are not a pro-profit thing it's going to a charity yep. and they just they can make back their money and pay all the bills he says i can't imagine not doing it if there's enough of a demand so so we're going to push demand as much as possible. I think so. Yeah, definitely. And uh, before we get out of the game segment, I have to touch circle back on the fact that that dealer's room, how Mo said that oh. he spent about a hundred bucks. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Well, I took a couple <laughs> so laps in there and I didn't get out that lightly. 
Let me tell you what I ran into. Uh-oh. You pulled the trigger. I did. Oh! Another pristine in the box Dark Tower. What the f- It was missing one thing, right? Really? <laughs> you got a second Dark Tower pristine in the box, like original parts? Yes. I love the Dark Tower that George got for me as a gift some, uh, like, last year. Oh, it's so fun to And play. I love everything about it, but I'm afraid to play it because I'm like, well, what if it breaks that I don't have it? Now you got a playable copy. <laughs> it's missing one thing, the flag that goes on top of the tower. The part that I usually don't put on there anyway because it gets in the way right. that's all that's missing so now i can have a playable copy and a pristine copy and i don't have to worry about playing it and breaking it well now the one thing about the one that i gave you the box wasn't in the best shape there was some tape on it one of the corners this one too, the box was kind of beat up on this one too i think oh really yeah i, I would say that uh, this one probably uh, across the board all things considered is maybe in about 15 to 20 percent better shape than the one i already have okay but again it's the for the age that it is what is it 30 some plus years old now mm-hmm. yeah and it's just the fact that now I have one for spare parts. I have one that I don't worry about, you know, things breaking or whatever. Because when those go, they're only getting rarer. And now I have another one. So just yeah. out of curiosity, what'd you give for it? 230 Okay. That's not horrible. Yeah. You dropped his 200, price. That's not bucks. I talked with him a bit. So that's not bad. I've seen him go for as high as $500 in mm-hmm. this shape. Yeah, easily. Yeah. I remember seeing some almost like 600 on eBay for complete I know. sets. Yeah. Yeah. Working and it's not refurbished. It's the original tower in great shape. So, whew. So, <laughs> well, you got Cheap. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, I got to tell John about it. And then by the time I found him, he's already I was standing sitting, there. I had the box open. I was looking through it. it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, too late. <laughs> Honeycomb presents Billy Big and Crunch Crunch. Why not okay, here we go. I, I want a big cereal. And I want a crunchy cereal. There's no need to fight. Big Honeycomb is just right. It's real big. And it makes a big crunchy noise inside your head. Post Honeycomb cereal is part of a balanced breakfast. Drawn and Paneled is a brand new comic book focused podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Hey, I'm George. And I'm Jason. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary on the comic books we love. And we cover everything from the golden age to the modern age. If you're a comic book fan who enjoys going beyond the page to learn about the history and creators who bring the characters to life, we're for you. You can find Drawn and Paneled wherever you listen to podcasts or on our website at Gen X Grown Up. Talk to you guys soon. As we come into the third turn of the podcast, we always like to take a moment here and talk about the things we are looking forward to between now and the next time we get together for the regular episode of our show. What is going to be coming out or released or we're going to be doing or enjoying? Uh, And Mo, let's start with you. What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to a movie by Jordan Peele called Us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have heard of this one, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into that later, George. But (laughs) let me tell you, I mean, I'm a big fan of Get Out and all that. So when I saw that he was doing another one, I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, awesome. And I saw the trailer for it. Let me tell you, the trailer creeped me out. Good and creepy. Yeah. But, but it's creepy, not in a you know spooky thing in the dark kind of way. It's a, no, a it's psychological just, horror. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm there. I'm definitely going to watch this one. Uh, my daughter saw the same preview and she's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> pass. <laughs> I'll go with you with my AMC yeah, pass. I'm, watch I'll check video. It out. I'm yeah. like, it's probably going to be so good. She's like, nope. You can see it by yourself. Get John. <laughs> I said, I'll get John. Don't worry. <laughs> so I just watched Get Out like three weeks ago. Oh, did I you? I know you said you had hadn't seen it. Oh, I good. had it and I never watched it. I had it here at the house. So briefly, what did you think of Get Out? I loved Get Out. It wasn't, it was a great psychological horror thriller, I guess, maybe. I'm not going to yeah, call it a complete thriller. horror. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. It was really good intellectually. I enjoyed that part of it. There was a little 
little itch that still needed to be scratched for me near the end that a little bit more horror in it would have been better. And when I saw this trailer for this, I was like, okay, now he scratched <laughs> the itch. There we you go. You might get a little more here. Yeah, it looks like yeah. it. So real quickly, if you haven't seen the trailer, uh, listener, Us is essentially, it looks like this family is on vacation and they are being haunted by basically the mirror image of them with all their worst traits or yes, something. It's like doppelgangers really or something. Yeah. And two of the actors are actually Black Panther alumnus. That's right. Yep. The mother and father both are. So when does that come out, Mo? It comes out March 22nd. All right. Hit me up. I uh, probably will go with you. That sounds like a plan, man. George, how about you? What are you looking forward to? Okay. Well, I was actually typing <laughs> us into the card for today's show as Mo hit enter, which really okay. kind of irritated me. Like, I'm like too slow. You what the f- how? <laughs> my God, too someone. slow. Too slow. It's oh, only two letters, so man. It's not that big an effort it's just to type two in. letters. <laughs> we do that all the time. We compete for who gets to put in stuff into looking forward first, especially Mo and I, because we seem to like a lot of the same things, which is completely weird because we don't agree on very much of anything. But I was typing us, and I was like, "Crap!" Now I've got like 15 minutes before we start this podcast to go out there and find something else that I'm looking forward to. So I do some quick searches: movies, TV shows coming out in March. I found one though that's coming out on Netflix tomorrow, March 15th. It's an Ooh, animated okay. anthology on Netflix called Love, Death, and Robots. Ooh, okay. Interesting. It gives a modern feel to the old Aeon Flux MTV series. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I was about to try to ask you, like, what's the genre kind of thing? So it's kind of sci-fi-ish, horror-ish, mystery-ish? Yeah. Sci-fi-ish, adult-ish. It definitely doesn't look like it's going to be for kids. The trailer is really kind of weird and crazy and creepy and awesome and cool. Does it invoke like a heavy metal vibe, maybe? A little bit of a heavy metal vibe. I'll give okay. you that. Yeah, there's yeah. some of that in there. I mean, there's different animations styles it appears are going to be for different episodes it's an anthology so every episode is going to be its own little story which is nice yeah yeah i like that kind of thing i mean we've you know we've watched some other anthology shows that kind of keep themselves tied to the same universe like what was that stupid room show that we watched room Room 104 104. room 104 you know it was all tied to one hotel room but each story was different i don't know it's i enjoy animation and i'm other than like you get the big films right the pixar movies or that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and we enjoy that animation but i I can't say that I've found anything lately that's animated that I've really wanted to grab onto. There's tons of comic book animation movies out there and they just don't really do anything hey, for me. Hey, hey, Frozen yeah. 2 is coming out. Oh, yeah, I've seen. <laughs> you're not going to rickroll me on this stupid thing. That. Come on. <laughs> I'm not getting rickrolled here or Wreck-It Ralph rolled or whatever. This Love, Death, and Robots looks really good. Drops Give on you, Netflix uh, tomorrow <laughs> right after this podcast airs, March 15th. And I will actually remember to talk about this one on the next podcast oh we'll see we'll see we'll see (laughs) (laughs) that's a complicated looking machine isn't it funny thing is a lot of people still think that taking home movies is that complicated too that were true believe me i wouldn't take them let me show you how easy kodak has made it for you and me with a kodak instamatic movie camera you finish one roll of film drop another one in you're all set If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later.
You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. Gentlemen, that is going to wrap it up for another edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. Before we leave, I absolutely have to be certain to give a shout out and a thank you to all the wonderful patrons who support us over on Patreon.com. And I'm talking to you, Corey and Dana and Jessica and Marcus and Slomo and Agile and Stubaka. It's Dean and T2 and Thomas, who has supported us new since the last time we spoke. Thank you, all of you, for uh, taking a few nickels out of your pocket each month for as little as a dollar a month. You can join this awesome crew and supporting us over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gen X Grown Up. So all of you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, the bottom of our hearts. For the cost of some Starbucks coffee per month, just one, you can less end than up the cost some cool of a Starbucks prices, coffee. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there are some just other levels less. besides just the little one dollar level. There's some other levels up there that you can get some cool stuff from at Gen X Grown Up. Just yeah, just skip a crappuccino and you can get something better for your money. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back in two weeks with a regular edition of our show as always, but next week we'll have the backtrack edition which is, as you probably know, we pick a single nostalgic topic from our youth. We remember fondly growing up and dig in deep on that. George, tell the listeners what we're talking about next week. Oh, nom, 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 (laughs) nom. We are going to talk all about pizza arcades. Everything from showbiz pizza to Chuck E. Cheese, all the way through the modern day versions, Dave and Busters. We're going to talk all about pizza arcades. Something near and dear to my heart, playing some games, eating some pepperoni, having a slice. (laughs) (laughs) That will be on the next Backtrack. Very next week, you will not want to miss that. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Oh, man, always fun. And fourth listener, we appreciate you most of all. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? No games, no puns. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. Before we leave, of course, I have to be sure to make sure that I send out. Be sure to be sure. I mean, just sure to be sure. I have to be sure to be sure. Be sure, be sure. I like you were doing a shampoo commercial or something. I don't know what that sure, was. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. <laughs> Next week, as we always do, a backtrack edition where we pick a single topic, nostalgic growing up that we remember. I can't say that properly when do it again. (laughs) (sighs) I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast.